My name is Brad Carson, and it's my wife, Roxanne. Hi. This is Aunt Eliana, Annalise, Lachlan, and Alexander. And I, many of you probably know us very pretty well, but a lot of you may not. So I wanted to make sure that you get to know us. We are moved to Poplar Bluff in 2004. Roxanne and I are both grew up in the area, uh, just south of here, not far. So we're very familiar to the area. We've been Christians our entire life. Um, but in 2016, um, some things came into our life, as you know. And today we want to share that testimony because we believe there's power in testimony. Um, in Isaiah 63, 7, uh, Roxanne's going to read that. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord has bestowed on us, and that the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. So as Brad said, I was diagnosed uh, in November 2016. Um, we had just built a house and uh, moved in within one month, and lo and behold, I had I did not know, but I had cancer. And um, so we went and I was diagnosed at St. Louis at Siteman. And unfortunately, it was progressed. So it was the size of, it was uh, the size of a softball. <laughs> and it was vast. The cancer was from head to toe. It was everywhere. Um, the doctor that we had, we didn't, it didn't go well. Mm -hmm. She was not uh, she didn't help us very well on dealing with it. Mm -hmm. So needless to say, we left that appointment feeling extremely lost, extremely confused, and extremely just shook, mm -hmm. wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was just Brad and I that day. And when we were getting on the elevator, there was a lady that we know that God put right in our path. She said, whatever you do, do not get on Google and Google any kind of statistics or anything like that. So at that moment, I, I, I knew I wasn't going to. Mm -hmm. So instead, I Googled God's miraculous healing power. And uh, I'll just say God has definitely done that in our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah, so the, the week following, uh, Brad and I, we were just numb. It's the best way to put it. Uh, we couldn't really process anything. It's actually Eliana's second birthday that week. So we had big plans to have family over, going to have a big, big fun party day. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just didn't feel like having a party. So um, we, we prayed about it. And then we realized, you know, we need to have this party to get our family together, to go over everything, because we didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so it, it was such a blessing that we did because what God did during that week was he told me I needed to surrender completely to God and give this whole entire journey to him. And in fact, we knew at that point it wasn't going to be about the cancer. It was not going to even be about me. It was going to be about healing our family. It was a right. family healing. Um, and he's still doing that. Uh, so that Saturday, I rededicated my life. I was rebaptized. I just... That day I stood in front of the whole family and said, 
whatever comes out of this, I want it to give God the glory. Nothing for me, just completely God. I released it completely over to him. And at that moment, the whole atmosphere shifted. Everything. I had a supernatural peace. I can't even begin to explain. Mm -hmm. I I wasn't sad. Uh, I just had so much hope. It's never left. Um, So then that kind of just set the pace for the whole following journey. And, um, um, and her, she had got the peace seemed to come to her at that time. But for me, I was not having that. We, it was very much a struggle. I was staying up late at night, researching, trying to figure out what's going on. We just received this devastating news to me at the time. Uh, one night, I'll just talk about this, is when one of the first things that started happening that I call supernatural that, that I can't explain. I was sitting uh, in my room uh, getting ready to go to bed. I'd been spent, it was late, and I'd spent most of the night researching about the disease and what we could do. And I received uh, a voice that said, everything's going to be okay. And it was audible. It was so much that it startled me. I went and looked around the house and nobody was there. But all I can say is after that, that peace that she had came to me. And I had that peace, and it's it's never left since then. So after that happened, after that miracle of hearing that voice, uh, we had to begin uh, treatments. And she had to, we started her treatments actually in te- Houston, Texas, at MD Anderson Cancer Center. And we went down there every three weeks. Uh, and we flew every three weeks from uh, November of 16 until... Oh, approximately August of, of 17 when we were able to move her treatments to Cape. And she still does those treatments every three weeks now. So we did that and we started also doing some natu- natural uh, cancer therapies as well. And that was all took place in November of 16. But in January of 17, um, we started seeing things that God was doing with the peace. He was covering our family. Our, mm-hmm. our children were not showing any effects, although we had told them everything and had been honest with them. God was covering us in that. That was a, To us, that was just a mir- miraculous thing. We were very worried about how it was going to affect each of them, but mm-hmm. no effects to them. And then Roxanne started taking in Scripture, and I'll let her speak to that. Right. We just had people step into our lives that really spoke life to us. They didn't say, we hope you'll get better. They said, we believe, we pray and believe you will get better. You know, and they started sharing scriptures that, that honestly weren't even stood at, that didn't stand out to us before. And they just brought it to life. So, you know, testimonies, uh, one thing I had found is when I searched God's miraculous healing power, God, the first thing he did is he gave me a man in uh, Dallas, Texas, that actually has a, a, a ministry called Stronghold Ministry, and which we're a part of that now. And we attend an online prayer group once a month. But the story behind him is he was given days to live, uh, and that was 16 years ago. Um, and he was literally pretty much gone when this took place. And He's been a huge part of it. I read his book, and um, I've got it with me. He wrote a book, and in it he just gives his trial and everything he dealt with. And I just absorbed this. And in fact, we both read it, mm-hmm. and we 
several times. Mm -hmm. And we just started getting ingrained in our spirit that God wants us to live. It's his will for us to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And so that's what we stood on. And so another testimony was uh, Dottie Olstein. Mm -hmm. She actually, same thing with her. Um, but what she did is she explained what she did to get get healed. Mm -hmm. And she said, I stood on God's word. And so I had printed off 40 healing scriptures that we would take these in daily. Mm -hmm. And we still do mm -hmm. as medicine, standing on the word because we believe the word heals. And um, one of the most powerful scriptures, again, that was at the beginning was uh, Psalm 91. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember the first time that we really looked at that scripture, you know, picturing the wings, mm -hmm. you know, uh, covering he yes. who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. So when we would picture being shadowed, it's like you're always covered. You're always covered. And that brought so much peace stay, right at the start. Stay close to him and you'll be covered. And, and then, and then Mark eleven twenty four, that was another one that uh, people would just say, they really didn't expect us to be hopeful and, um, when we started standing on these scriptures, they were just ingrained in our spirit, like Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Well, after her standing on Isaiah 53, 5 that she just read, uh, we just she's continuing to do these treatments every three weeks. Chemotherapy, of course, is very difficult on, on people physically but she was having no side effects from these treatments. She's still able to do everything she'd always done for our four children, and, and this was just things God was doing in her life. And then in January of 17, which is just a little under, around two months after she started her therapy, she received a report of no evidence of disease on the PET scan, totally clear. So we just praise God for that, because she's not had anything in her body since then, uh, except, and we'll talk a little bit more of what, what took place a little later. Then we basically fast forward this full year. We were traveling to Houston and God was just protecting our family. So many people were ble were helping us uh, and blessing us at the time. They did so much for us. But then in November of 17, right. we'll let Roxanne start here. On the anniversary, the one year anniversary date of the cancer diagnosis, um, we had a week of miracles. Uh, as I told you, I was a part, or I am, a, we are a part of the Stronghold Ministry that has an online prayer meeting once a month. We had never attended online up to this point. So we said, you know, why not? Let's just go ahead. We didn't even remember it was my one year anniversary mm -hmm. of the cancer diagnosis. And so uh, we listened in and he just, it's a simple thing. He just prays for all the cancer patients and it's, it's really encouraging. It's a one hour prayer. So then what happened was at 4 a.m. I woke, I woke with a very hot fire on the area where the tumor had been. See, there was no tumor because like Brad said, it took, God took away the tumor within two months and it was the size of a softball. I mean, um, they said that I would always have some remnants of it. I didn't uh, because it was so large. So at 4 a.m. I woke up with hot fire on that tumor. And it was uh, so painful that we were getting dressed to go to the ER. We had no idea what was going on. And so the pain subsided, went away. And then when we woke up, 
I actually had visible change. Uh, God did a miraculous mastectomy. Um, see, at the stage, I, I don't like to use stages. So anyway, I was diagnosed stage four. So they said, there's no option to do a surgery. You, you're, it's inoperable. You're basically, it's too far. Mm -hmm. And so God did a miraculous mastectomy. He took care of anything that needed to be a problem. Uh, visible change. We were shocked. Mm -hmm. Very shocked. It actually took us weeks to process. Right. Yes. And um, so then the next day, so that was on a Tuesday. So Wednesday, I didn't feel very well. Just mm -hmm. didn't feel like myself. And um, Brad took the kids to church that night. And when he took the kids to church that night, I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and clean up from dinner. We had just eaten dinner. And the Holy Spirit, which we, like I said, we're Christians, but um, Holy Spirit, we didn't understand the voice of Holy Spirit, no. but, but this is where we started. Uh, Holy Spirit said, don't clean up from dinner. Sit down at the table, get your Bible out and pray. You just pray. So that's what I did. And God actually baptized me in the Holy Spirit. I actually had fire come down. My hands were on fire. Um, literally, my, it was an experience I had never, we had never seen. Again, Brad was not home when this took place. Um, never, never saw this, not aware of this. Uh, started overflowing, speaking in tongues. And uh, that lasted for four days. It was, it was very, very intense. Um, yes, she would just randomly start speaking in tongues or have these things happen over that four-day period. And I, I was blown away because uh, I'd never seen anything like this ever. I'd never heard anybody speak in tongues before in my life. Uh, I, I had always believed that, you know, miracles, uh, signs, wonders, gifts of the Holy Spirit ceased many years ago. This was a belief that I had, but it ceased back when the apostles and all that passed away. So these, these were things that made me have to question my beliefs personally and what I'd always thought. So this started spurring me to, to study, to, uh, of course, seek out those gifts. And as I did that, I began to realize that what the Bible does teach, and it does show that these things happen. And, and of course, Scripture comes before experience. And so I had to go and prove and see that. And I began to seek out those gifts. But as I did that, um, my, my health had been fine up until this point. But as I started doing this and I started turning, Satan, he didn't like that. And it was, and now I see it. I didn't know then, but I see it clear now. He started attacking my health. So December of 17, when I started doing that, my health started declining. In January of 18, I had the worst sickness I've ever had in my life. I was sick for a week. I couldn't get out of bed. I was trembling. Never had anything like that before. And this, this is all happening because I am changing inside. God is changing. The Holy Spirit is changing our family. But you have to be ready when that happens. Satan's going to come. He doesn't like that. He doesn't want you to see clearly. And that's what was happening. Um, but I kept seeking. So I would get up early in the morning and go to work. But I was starting to pray before I would go to work in the mornings. So one day in late January, I was doing this early morning prayer. And I was praying to God and I was seeking those gifts. And I had the same experience that Roxanne had. I had the burning and I started speaking in tongues. And so after that, of course, I realize now that was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But after that, 
I just, it just took me to a whole nother level of being able to understand now and see understanding, not that I have everything figured out or did then, but just starting to see things more clearly. In June of 18 now, we're skipping through a few months where we were just trying to work through all these things. Of course, we're still attending the church we'd always been to before, so we're still trying to work things out. We went to a, a week-long conference in Thomaston, Georgia called Be in Health, and it taught on the spiritual roots of disease, which is a completely new concept to me. Uh, many of you are familiar with it here, but for us it was totally new. How Satan uses his, his spirits, his demons, to come on, and on this earth, still kill and destroy by giving us uh, spirits of fear or bitterness or things that, that will just internalize and then manifest, as the Word tells us, through sickness, through physical sickness. And it made so much sense considering what our experience was. This, this made total sense. So I'll let Roxanne kind of tell you what, after we returned from that. Well, after we returned, um, Brad had actually talked to one of the teachers there because we saw that we were going to have to change something because we wanted to be free. We wanted to be able to learn and understand it because we saw so much good in our life happening. Even though Brad, like he said, was getting attacked very heavily, very heavily. Um, but the teacher kind of warned, like Brad said, be ready, you know. And so Brad started researching churches and speaking to just people in lo just local congregations, just researching, basically. And... Um, he got home from one of the one of the meetings, mm -hmm. and he was very uh, optimistic. That's where we were going to go, and um, so I actually, again, this was something that I didn't even know what it was, but I had a travailing prayer. I actually birthed this new new season that God was getting ready to put us in. Yeah, that we didn't know what that was. Didn't have a clue. <laughs> Literally, um, travail is birthing something so that's what it looked like literally i mean mm -hmm. crawling just until it was until it was done until it was done mm -hmm. and um then we knew we actually talked to a friend mm -hmm. close friend and he explained what what that was and so we knew there was something that god was going to be changing in our life mm -hmm. at, at this time i knew clearly we were going to have to do something regarding the church and this was a very difficult decision because I have, and, and still do, so many friends and, and family and just people I love dearly that I was going to be, would be leaving. And it's somewhere I'd attended for all of my life. So that was a difficult, very difficult thing. And my health deteriorated during that time as well. But we finally made that decision after much prayer that we were going to leave the church that we had been attending. And we had decided on a local congregation, but it wasn't here. It wasn't the Palace of Praise. And the Saturday night before we were going to go and visit this congregation. Well, um, what? Well, yeah, you had said that it has to change. Right. Like we right. hit a point because we wanted it to work where we were, we were going, but it wasn't going to. Right. Yeah. So the Saturday night before we were going to attend this other church um, to see what it was like. Um, Roxanne that night, she had a vision and she saw, and if I get this wrong, help me. She saw a banner and on the banner it said Palace Praise. And I said, well. And at I, that point it never even crossed our I mind. I said, I don't yeah. know anything about that church. I, I, don't, I have no idea anything about it. So I get on your website to try to find out a little bit about the church. And uh, so 
I was very unsure at this point. I had already made the, this huge decision to leave, and I was going to. I'd already. We'd already kind of figured out where we were going to go, but we figured out. We learned that the Holy Spirit, when He says something, you do it. So the Holy Spirit said to come. So we came here that Sunday, and we've been here ever since. And it's just been such a blessing to be around here and learn so much during that time. So that was certainly that vision was a, was something that was just it was certainly from the Holy Spirit. It was given to us at that time when we needed it critically. Um, and we've been attending here. We started attending here in August of 18, late August of 18, and it has just been a wonderful experience for us. And then in October, uh, late October, let Roxanne. Yeah, you know, like Brad had talked about the attacks. So like when we made this switch, okay, Satan said, okay, let's put on another attack. So what he did was on October 5th of 2018, we had just went to Alexander's soccer game and um, checked into the hotel because it was a game at St. Louis. And all of a sudden, I just started having major heart racing and I never, never experienced anything like this. It looked like a panic attack, but it wasn't. Um, they, they had to call the ER because like my everything was just changing in my body. Like it looked like a heart attack too as well. They weren't sure. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, those episodes, I had six of them in one month. Okay, during the first episode that I spoke of on October 5th, uh, as it was going on, I had a vision. Um, it was completely black. And uh, on both sides, there was what looked like warfare. It was lots of warfare, things flying, um, but Jesus was carrying me through this war zone and it never even touched me. He, to he told me that I'm gonna get through this just fine. Um, so we knew at that point something bigger was going to take place and of course that's where the cancer was. And uh, then I had the whole brain radiation in November at MD Anderson and um, the first night that we were all together, again, God's just giving us miracle after miracle. We go into Office Depot and there is an old elderly couple in there. And we felt like this elderly couple was gonna have something for us. Like we didn't know what that meant, but that's what we felt like. I, I don't really know how to explain that. And um, they didn't have anything to say to us in the store, but they had checked out and we, we got into our vehicles and they pulled up beside us. And again, we didn't have any interactions with them. And they, it was their first day all together. Everybody was in the van, but I was standing outside of the van and the elderly woman was driving and she rolled down her window and she said, uh, she said, you've completed your first task. Now it's time to move on to your second. God is very pleased with you and you're just exemplifying Jesus. And so we didn't really know how to... I mean, we were in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Uh, we were going to be down there for three weeks. That was the first... We actually went to Office Depot because we had to pick up some school supplies because we were going to be teaching our kids while they were down there away from school. So it was just an amazing uh, event. that once again, God was just reassuring us that He had us. He was mm -hmm. taking care of us through His Holy Spirit using these people. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to... Yeah, so facing the whole brain radiation was really difficult. I didn't know because, you, again, you get online and you read really extreme things that probably happen to a lot of people. 
but I wanted to believe the word. That's, that's what we believed was the word. And so I, I wanted to ingrain in my spirit that. So I just would pray, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, no smoke. You know, I was going to come out with no smoke because, I mean, up to this point, there truly was no smoke. I never got sick from chemo or anything. And um, so, I, so I learned that trust equals faith enough to rest. So I just pictured us propping our feet up uh, in a recliner with the storms going on all around us. And if we can have enough faith in God to do that, mm-hmm. that's truly trusting. So I just tried to envision that. And so Roxanne went through those three weeks and really had very little minimal side effects to this, to the radiation uh, other than hair loss. She really didn't have anything else. We came home. Um, back here January through May of 19, my health continued to struggle at the time and it continued to decline. I actually went to the ER five different times and I just, I look back and I know Satan is just attacking, 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 trying to weaken me during this time. Um, But in May of 19, God once again came and he strengthened me. He gave me uh, a dream, a vision of Roxanne being older with gray hair holding a grandchild of one of our children. And that brought me once again, just like back when I heard the voice back in November of 16, it brought me so much peace. And I hang on to that because God gave us that. Um, Now in June of 19, just a couple of months ago, um, Roxanne began hearing God saying thanks to us. Now she's She's able to discern now what God's saying and, and, and what the Holy Spirit's telling her, that things will be changing soon for the good, and we, yeah, were, we were entering gonna... a new season. Yeah. But this was not without some more challenges, because mm-hmm. I'll let you go ahead. This was in June. Well, there was still, even though they did the radiation, it's not necessarily going to get everything, and so they had to readdress this, and that's what we faced was a little bit level of more. But in the meantime, we were already celebrating, like, we went to Washington, D.C. in June, and it was like we just felt the air, the atmosphere change. We, we knew that things were going to be shifting, and, and it was just, you know, in God's timing. And so, basically, uh, we knew that we were going to have, I was going to have to go through some more radiation. And so I did that in July. Uh, again, no, no side effects, anything. Um, and then something that took place, there was two things that took place that God did on that trip was uh, they brought up that I, they were very concerned of me having what's called LMD. Basically, it's cancer in your spinal fluid, and that's a very, very extreme diagnosis. We had never even thought about this, so it brought on very much fear, but we just kept standing on the word and... Um, God gave us that answer that there is nothing. So nothing showed up, praise God. And um, that was a miracle on itself because they were convinced, all the doctors were convinced it was going to show it. And then as I was getting, they put a box on your head when you have a gamma knife procedure. It's heavy, so I had to have this on from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. because the procedure is six hours long. And so as I was sitting there, I had this thought go through my, th- my head. I said, just to myself and my own thoughts, I said, my back hurts. I wonder what it would feel like if it didn't hurt. Because when I was 12 years old, I was diagnosed with scoliosis. And so I've always had just chronic back pain. 
but nothing extreme. Never, I could still do all activities. Um, and so that's all that was. So the next day they said, you're going to wake up feeling very groggy and just kind of very not good. Well, I woke up Friday feeling extremely good mm -hmm. and, uh, which I didn't realize what was going on. And so Saturday, the same thing. Sunday, the same thing. No backaches any of those days because I had chronic backaches. And Sunday night, we were, uh, I was at the, in the kitchen fixing food, and I had actually felt my back. And sure enough, God did a creative miracle on my back. It is a, a completely different back. There's no scoliosis. Mm -hmm. My back went outward. It now goes inward. And so much so... That Brad was like, that is not your back. Right. And my mom said, that is not your back. I know your back. Mm -hmm. And she even took a picture. Yes. Yeah. So it just, that amazed us, the level of love that God cares for every single detail of our lives. Even things that are so insignificant. Mm -hmm. So it's just touched us so greatly. Mm -hmm. right. One thing it's given us... Uh, uh, of course, now we're up to August and where we are currently. And, and the one thing that we've taken from all this and the conclusion that just I want to make is that we want this testimony to not just be about us, but about what God can do. He can do these things. He cares about every detail, no matter how big or how small. We saw him take care of the smallest little things to the largest things. And he continues to. This is ongoing. Um, oh. I'd like to add one thing. It's pretty powerful. So on the last MD Anderson visit, uh, Holy Spirit said, we were sitting in a huge, huge room, lots of patients. And I heard, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I just heard that just out of the blue. And I thought, okay, I heard that. And then I heard it again. Mm -hmm. and, it, and I started sweating and it, because I knew Holy Spirit was telling me to do this. And so, out of faith, I went to at least 12 different patients. Um, there was only one that said no, they did not want right. me to, but most all welcomed it. And so, yes. we prayed for healing. And that, yeah. That's and the, so, that's part of this new season is that we want to help others in any way that we can in that way. Well, we were helped by so many who ministered to us. So, that's what we would say. You know, please continue to pray for us. Roxanne has more tests coming up at the end of the month. And we we pray that only they reveal what God's already done that we talked about. Um, but one last thing. I just want to say that if God calls you to minister to someone, be obedient to that call. We had several different people who were totally unrelated. The Holy Spirit had told them to reach out to us. And that was awkward for them to do so because they didn't know us. But they did anyway. And they were obedient to that. And it was such a comfort and a help and lifted us up. And I don't know what we would have done without those people. And it's because of God and they were obedient to that. So if that happens to you, be obedient. We certainly will. All we can. We just want to thank God for each of you. And we want to just, you are a huge blessing to us. And this church is a huge blessing to our family. I um, just want to leave you with one verse. Uh, Revelations 12, 10 and 11. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death.
Thank you. Thank you. When you begin to analyze that, there's so much that went on. And I know there's so much that they left out because of time. But I'd like for you to welcome the Carsons up on the stage just for a moment. They, this is their life. This is what they lived. Coming from a background when they had no understanding of what anything was going on in their lives and how God miraculously healed them, baptized them in the Holy Spirit, done numerous amount of miracles and stuff. And I just want to commend your children. They're courageous children. And <laughs> woo, when I seen them up there and I seen such stability in you and I, and, and I know we focused upon you. But God's doing a work in them, bringing some stability that y'all can't even imagine. And I've seen that on them. I've seen that heavy spirit upon your children, giving them grace. And I know there's some highlights that's been recorded some time ago. Is there any highlights y'all missed that you might want to add just a few moments? Well, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is, this no, is a right. great day. It's a victorious day. Um, so since that video... What ended up happening was they did another scan. It wasn't to check to see if the cancer was gone, just to make sure there was no problem. They went in and the cancer was gone. And the doctor over radiation, she said, she's never seen anything like it. And she said she's taken it to the colleagues. And uh, she said she just never seen anything like it. And so we know it's all God. It's nothing to do with us. And, you know, we just want to be vessels and let God flow through us and reach others. Because, you know, we, this brings hope, not just to people with cancer, but with people that went through any valleys or traumas or things that humanly we can't get through. We can't, but we only can through God. Yes. I'd, I'd just also like to thank everyone and, and thank Thank our Father in heaven. Mainly. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He, and that's something I want to, I guess, emphasize. Um, it has nothing to do with us. And it has nothing to do with, it's, it's love. It's love that is unimaginable is what we're realizing. God has for us. We can't even comprehend it. Right. And, I mean, and he loves each, so of, each of you. There's nothing special about either, either one of us, but we are, except for the fact that we are children of him. That's right. And so are you. And so remember that when you go through hard times and things that are happening to you, that, that God loves you individually very, and he very much. all the details about you. He hears those little thoughts that you think don't matter. Right. Matters so much it to all him. matters, and what matters the most to him, yes, he wants to see us 
feel good and be healthy here. But what matters the most is our loyalty and praise to him and that he wants us to be with him eternally in heaven. That's right. And that's what I want to emphasize the most. If you don't know Jesus, if you don't have Jesus as your Savior, you need to. And you better think about that hard because when it came to the darkest times of our lives, if we hadn't had God to turn to, I don't know where we would be. We did have him, and I praise him for that. Yes. But you can have it too. He's there. He's just waiting for you yeah. to come to him. Open arms. And then, you know, there was times when all I could picture was Jesus just wrapping his arms around me and just finding that in the scriptures, just knowing that love. And I, I can't even describe it, honestly, but it just brought on even more peace. We just, just want to say thank you, and we just praise God. Yes. Give him a great big hand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's a lot of things going on around the palace that we are trying to bring out in the open because we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And the Lord gave me instruction because we had kind of been praying about this and, and, and we thought, well, we'll give the Carsons the whole hour and the Lord began to say, no, I want to confirm everything out of the mouth of two witnesses. And not only is their testimony going to, uh, going to confirm what God wants to do, but the Word of God's going to this morning as well. And while I stand here today, I'm so privileged to also tell you that Tim Parks is with us today. He went to St. Louis to have some cancer removed, and I'm not going to blow his testimony because he's got a testimony, but I want to tell you, he's standing here today, and he is with us this morning cancer-free. Tim, where are you at? A major, major surgery? Did he have to slip out? He was here just a second ago. But Tim was, although come all the way in to be with us from St. Louis, he's also going to give his testimony. It's a miracle. I mean, a total, complete miracle. I want to just tell you about it, but I'm going to let him share that later on. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Psalms 103, verse 1 through 3. Psalms 103, verse 1 through 3. If you'd stand for the reading of the word of the Lord, please. I know you've been up and down. I'm sorry about that. I like to honor the Lord in standing. In Psalms 103, verse 1 through 3, just says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgiveth all of thy iniquities, and who healeth all of thy diseases. I don't know, but I would like for them to put the de declaration up there as well before we're seated and let us do the declaration together because it's so vitally important because everything in that declaration deals with what the Lord is saying here today. You ready to say it with me? Lord, by faith, we declare that we are walking in the manifestation season. As your faithful remnant, we will house your very presence. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and he has delivered us from all of our troubles and fears. We are no longer victims, but we are victors in Christ. We will not be deceived by the lies of the enemy, but we will give health, healing, and wholeness to the hopeless and those in despair. We will live under your anointing and see the revealed purpose of Christ in each of our lives. We declare your everlasting word on earth as it is in heaven. Now give the Lord praise as you may be seated. Hallelujah. You know, one of the truths that's revealed in this beautiful psalm is the fact that God is a healer. 
Matter of fact, healing is one of the benefits that we receive from knowing God. The scripture tells us in verse 2 and 3 of that verse, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. How many knows there's benefits in serving the Lord? And then the next scripture gives you what those benefits are. He's a God that forgive us of all iniquities and heal us of all of our diseases. I don't have time here this morning, but I would like to tie in, uh, if I had the time, of how that redemption and healing go hand in hand. You see that all throughout the scripture. You hear Jesus saying, thy sins be forgiven thee, and then you see him healing people throughout the word of God. So redemption and healing go hand in hand. And first and foremost, we have to understand that it is the very nature of God to heal. One of his Old Testament names found in the book of Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, testifies of the healing nature of our great God. His name is Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord our God that healeth us. Aren't you God? you got a God that healeth us. Amen. And should it it be strange to to think that God, whose nature is to heal, would express his nature to his children through the life and the example of his own son, Jesus Christ? Let me ask you a question. Could a God of compassion and love do anything less? I love their testimony about the love of God and how it's characterized in his benefits and his healing and protecting them. As a matter of fact, healing and miracles characterize the very ministry of Jesus Christ. In the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 38, the Bible tells us how that God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost who went around doing good and healing all that was oppressed of the devil for God was with him. He also had the testimony of the people when he healed a deaf man that had a speech impediment in Mark chapter 7 verse 37. The Bible says, and they were beyond measure astonished, saying he has done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. The Bible literally says that Jesus opened the ears of the deaf, that God opened the mouths of those that could not speak. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, the scripture says that Jesus went about healing every sickness and every disease among the people. The people embraced his ability to heal. In the book of Matthew 14, 35, they brought unto him all that were diseased as many as touched his garments. They were made perfectly whole. Isn't that marvelous? His fame of healing grew until the Bible says in Luke 16 and 19, the whole multitude sought to touch the hem of his garment for there went virtue out of him and he healed them all. It is said again in Luke chapter 4, verse 40, it says, and all they that had any sick with divers diseases brought them unto Jesus and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Isaiah the prophet himself prophesied that it would be this Christ, this Messiah, that would be the provision for man's physical and mental and spiritual health. He prophesied in Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. He said, surely he has borne our griefs. He's carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And through his stripes we were we are healed. I like what First Peter says in verse 224 on the account of Isaiah's prophecy.
prophecy, he changes one word. Isaiah says, through his stripes you are healed. But in Peter, it says, in whom stripes ye were healed. And there's a big difference. Isaiah was looking for the provision of the cross that would come in the future. Why Peter was looking back at the provision that had already been paid by the cross. And here we stand. I remember one of the counseling sessions that we had with the Carsons. They came in and they sat down and here's a young lady that doesn't know a lot about healing at this particular time. It was in one of our first uh, meetings and I don't even know if she recognized it. But she said, I come across the scripture and it made me so excited. And I said, what was it? And she said, well, I thought about how that through the stripes of Jesus we are healed. But Peter said we were healed. It's already a finished product and I claim hold of it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And how true it is. You got to believe the word of the Lord. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And not only that, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidences of things yet not as seen. And it's impossible to please God without faith. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And can I tell you today, right before our very eyes is a courageous family that stepped out on nothing and seen nothing but believed anyway. And now we see the results of the manifestation of the divine healing of Jesus Christ in their lives. Can you give the Lord praise? Hallelujah. A matter of fact, folks, before I go any further, I'm about to get happy and preach too long here because we're, going to, we're not going to do that. But I want to tell you, we got a manifestation that we've been declaring for a long time. We're in the manifestation season, and we ought to stand and give God glory for what he's doing. Amen? He's manifested physical evidence right before us here today. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes. glorify you. Hallelujah. Jesus took upon himself our physical infirmities and there's no disease that's incurable to him. Not only did he pay the price for our redemption, he paid the price for our healing. Matthew 4 and 23 says, And Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Matter of fact, one scripture even tells us that if all of the miracles that Jesus done would have been recorded, that there would not even be enough room for the pages that would be written. Can I have an amen? Jesus healed all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And can I tell you, he's immutable. He's unchangeable. He is the same yesterday and today and forever the church of Jesus Christ today can enjoy the same blessings that the early church received because our Lord has not changed. He is still a healer here this morning. Amen. You know, some would argue that divine healing was for them but not now. Can I ask you why that God would heal under the dispensation of the law, but he would not heal under the dispensation of grace? That makes low sense to me whatsoever. It is also clearly defined and established that the old covenant served as a schoolmaster, and it was an example and a shadow of what? Heavenly things to come. Did not the old covenant serve as types and shadows? And was it not a and it was not abolished, but it was fulfilled. It was not done away with. It was what? Fulfilled. 
Is not the new covenant of grace in Jesus Christ to be a better covenant? Is it not to, to bring forth better promises and better things to come? Is that not what the covenant of grace is to be? As a matter of fact, that's what Hebrews 8 and 6 says. But now hath Christ obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant which was established upon better promises. To take away divine healing would actually violate the scripture that the new covenant is better than the old covenant. If, if it would establish that the law is better than grace and there's better provision and promises in the law than there is in Jesus Christ. Can I tell you the old covenant is not better than the new covenant. The law is not better than grace. And whatever law done, get ready because there is absolutely more to come of the promises of God through grace. Can I have an Amen. Without healing, it would change the very nature of God. God's nature never changes. Why would he heal all through Scripture and then all of a sudden stop at the death of his apostles? Or some would say, well, it stopped when the Bible had finally begun to be compiled together, the Scriptures. Healing will stop, according to the word of the Lord, when that which is perfect has come. That's not talking about, folks, when the Bible comes together at the death of the apostles. It's talking about the second return of Jesus Christ to come and to get his church. Because in that same verse of Scripture, he said prophecy would fail. He said tongues would cease and knowledge would vanish away. I want to tell you, knowledge has not vanished away. I'm here to tell you prophecy's not ceased. I'm here to tell you tongues is still happening. And I want to tell you healing is still for the believer today until the second return of Jesus Christ. That which is perfect has come. Jesus, even before his departure from the earth, he said he gave the promise to the church that the same ministry of healing would be brought in his scope upon the coming of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit come, greater measures of healing would be seen and manifested than what you've seen in the literally life of Jesus on the earth. Matter of fact, in John 14 and 12, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me and the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. Christ gave the Holy Spirit to the church so that the greater works than what he did could be accomplished. Amen. They were to be greater in scope, not in kind. What I mean by that? Jesus, in his human form, was limited to one geographical area, but his body, the church, you and I, are we're worldwide. So what Jesus could do in just one small area, wherever he was at, the body of Christ around the world can operate in the gifts, and healing can be everywhere now at the very same time. That's the greater works of Christ. This is why it said that the greater works than these shall you do, O church. This is why that it said of the church in Mark 16, verse 17 and 18. And these signs, say signs, shall follow them that what? Believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. And what else? They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Can I have an amen? Hebrews 2 and 4 says, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. These scriptures gives us the promise of what the church could accomplish while Mark 16 verse 20 reveals the reality of those promises. Listen, and they went forth, the early church, and they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following them. The ministry of healing belongs to all believers and not confined to a select few of the people in the church. 
Philip went down to the city of Samaria in Acts chapter 8, and the whole city believed in the things in which Philip spake, and the whole city gave their lives to the Lord because they seen the things in which Philip did. They seen the, de- the death here. They seen the blind see. They seen the lame walk, and they seen many demons cast out, and those that had palsies were healed. And as a result of what they seen, they believed the gospel of Jesus Christ. That was done by the hands of a layman that was not commissioned by the church, nor was he an apostle. Can I have an amen? Stephen was also such a man. This is a ministry to the total church. The gifts of healing were set in the church to be operated through the body of Christ as the need would arise and as the Spirit of God directs. Did you hear that? As the Spirit of God directs. We cannot force it. We cannot manufacture it. We cannot get up here and try to manipulate it. We cannot hear trying to do it in ourselves. If God doesn't do it, it does not get done. Here at the Palace of Praise, you'll have no worry of somebody trying to push you down, trying to somehow manipulate this thing. If it ain't of the Spirit, then it's, then it's not going to accomplish anything. It's not, by, it's not by power nor by might, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord that things get done. When we lay hands on people, we may pray aggressively, we may pay passionately, but I'm here to tell you, we're not the ones that gets the job done. We're just obedient vessels that God can work through, and when it all gets done... God gets the glory for the healing. He's the healer. Can I have an amen? The the Spirit's ministry of healing to the people, he does it severally as he willeth, according to 1 Corinthians 2, as he willeth. The Carsons would have liked to us lay hands upon them and immediately been healed, but they had to go through a process. They went through a journey. Why? Because it's done more than give them physical healing. They have learned so much, and they're going to use what they have learned for the glory of God. And I can tell you, great and mighty signs and wonders are going to work from the hands of these people. I'm telling you that up front. This means that healing is not a gift bestowed on certain people to use at will. Neither is it found in certain formulas or rituals. I want to tell you, God will not allow us to, to box his miracles in and say it's got to be done like this. It's got to be done like that. Go through the scripture and there are many different ways that God healed. Though God may use different people and different means to bring about the healing, yet all healing comes from God through the stripes of Jesus Christ. He's the one that purchased that healing. And just as in, in the natural, the physical doctor, he administrates drugs in different forms and administrates healing techniques through different procedures. Even so, God uses different people, different procedures to accomplish healing in the body so that we will not form a ritual or try to say that there's a formula to this thing. It requires a person to be sensitive and mature and to be spiritual in order to be able to discern what the Lord is doing. Can I have an Amen. So we have to work on our spiritual lives in order to bring about this healing thing. I love what Roxanne said. It was a rededication altogether. Amen. One way that God administers healings, I'm going to talk about two. There's many. But one way that God administers healing is through the laying on of hands. I love the laying on of hands. I did not like the laying on of hands that my daddy done when I was a boy. But I like the laying on of hand of the saints. I like the laying on the hands of a mama, not a daddy. Amen. But laying on the hands is actually is called a biblical doctrine in the book of Hebrews 6 and 2. Did you know laying on hands is a doctrine? It's a biblical doctrine. The principle of laying on hands was common throughout the Bible, both the Old Testament and the New Testament. The laying on hands is to invoke blessing. It's to denote approval. It is also for the acquisition of the Spirit. It's for the ordination of ministers. 
It's for the setting forth of missionaries. And guess what? In the New Testament, it's for the laying on of hands for the process of healing to take place in somebody's life. I know that, haven't you ever been in a prayer line before? There's just something about laying hands upon people and there's times that certain people lay hands on you and it absolutely means nothing. But I remember one time in a camp meeting when I was just a young preacher and I was in dire straits. Everything in the world was falling apart. My world was being rocked financially, physically, mentally, emotionally. I went to camp meeting and I was looking for an answer. was there all week long. Not one uh, night in preaching affected me. Not one uh, uh, morning teaching affected me. I'm saying, God, let the word of God speak to me. And I'm praying in my motel room. And every night when I'd get to the motel room, I would pray and I'd ask God. It was like the brass was heaven. And I went and they had a prayer line for healing. I said, Lord, I'm not healed. He said, yes, you are. You need healing. You need healing spiritually. You're wounded and you don't realize it. And your wounds won't allow you to accept my grace. I said, oh, God, and I started walking through the line. And you know, in some Pentecostal lines, there's some overzealousness. And I thought they was going to beat me to death. And I was going through that line, and this is praying this, and this is screaming this, and this is screaming that. And nothing has affected me until I looked up, and there was my old pastor that I knew and believed in. And when that hand reached out and touched me, bam, the word of the Lord came to me. And the word of the Lord healed me that day. And I want to tell you that, folks, there's more than just physical healings. There is spiritual healings that need to take place as well. Can I have an amen? But the word of God in Mark 16 and 18 states expressively that all believers are privileged to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And matter of fact, some of the most remarkable recordings in history in the word of God for healing is when lay people laid their hands on people and they recovered from their illnesses. Healing also comes in the form of hearing the word of the Lord. You hearing the word of the Lord this morning? Because healing comes by hearing the word of the Lord. The word is alive, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, and it is confirmed by the signs and the miracle in which it promises. The early disciples went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming his word with signs following, according to the book of Mark 16:20. Kent Miller preaches, Randy West preaches, Josh Reason preaches. I go on all the different preachers. Every time someone preaches, I expect signs and wonders to follow. How many expect that? Receive it in Jesus' name. The apostolic Christian expected signs and wonders and healings to accomplish the preaching of the word. Listen to what it says in Acts 4, verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness that we may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done in the name of that holy child, Jesus Christ. Healing comes through the word of God. Matter of fact, Psalms 107 and 20, he sent his word and healed them. Healing come by just, by just the proclamation of the word. You can be just sitting in that pew this morning hearing a sermon or maybe sitting in a classroom hearing someone teach and all of a sudden by just hearing the word of God, bam, God come down and heal you. Amen? Right in the middle of a sermon, right in the middle of a lesson, God can allow the word of God to come alive into your spirit and you believe that word and the moment of believing conception's made and bam, you can be healed. 
Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now, there's multiple ways that God heals. I could go through the scripture, you know, and give you multiple. There's the anointing with oil. There's the calling of the elders. There is uh, Paul's handkerchiefs. There's Peter's shadow. There is people actually having to press through the uh, multitudes like the woman with shoe of the blood and touch Jesus. It's not about sometimes waiting for Jesus to touch us. Sometimes we got to pursue him and touch him. Can I have an amen? And there's all different varieties of way in scripture that God brought forth healing, but God spoke to me. He said, I just want you to mention the laying on of hands and I want you to mention the word of the Lord. And then he said, when you couple that with the testimony, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, everything shall be established. And God has spoken to my heart today and said that when you call for the sick, let the elders and let the council and the staff and the ministers that I have chosen lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. How many believe that? Now, how many of you willing to go through the battle just like they are? Some healings come instantaneously. Some are miracles. Some are healing. Some is a process because some of the things that God wants you to learn in the process of healing is more than just for the healing of the physical body, but it's a healing of body, soul, spirit, and the mental capacity of your life. So I'd like for my elders to come and my staff to come, my, my, my uh, ministers to come, we're going to come up here, and I'd like for the Carsons to come stand right in the middle. They're going to be a very much a part of what's going on here today. Hallelujah. Woo, praise the name of the Lord. Y'all can pass that oil out. We believe in the anointing of oil. Amen. Now, those of you that are in this body today, we have preached as, as short as I can. That's probably one of the shortest sermons I've ever preached in my life. And I want to preach right now because I want you to believe there are serious needs in this congregation. And there are serious attacks, demonic attacks. There are spirits of infirmity. You remember the woman that was bowed over for 18 years? I'd like to preach on her. Bowed over for 18 years, but she had a spirit of infirmity. Some sicknesses ain't caused by a spirit. Some's caused by natural elements. Some's caused because you're getting older. Some caused because you eat too much. There's all kinds of reasons for sicknesses. Some's because you didn't use wisdom, didn't wear a coat, and you caught a cold. But regardless of what sickness is upon you and regardless of what the nature of that sickness is, we have a healer that loves us, that cares for us, that will be right there with you through your process of healing, whether it be miraculously in the form of a miracle or whether it be in the process right here as you come up and lay these, let these people lay their hands upon you. I'm asking that anybody that's got a life-threatening disease first, we want to pray for you first, whether it be cancer, whether it be diabetes or something that's robbing you of life and you've had that, that uh, on you. I don't know if there's very many like that here today or not, but if you've got a life-threatening a disease of any kind, you've got a bad report, yes, I want you to come up here. Find you a place to come right here in the middle. Let the Carsons pray for you and we'll have others wrap around you in a minute. Hallelujah. Tell them what your need is. Hallelujah. While they're praying, then if there's 
any others now that's got any other kind of elements, sicknesses, disease, problems in your life, whether it be spiritual, physically, mentally, emotionally, I want you to come up and let the elders in the, right now, move. Whatever sickness you got, what, lay it on the line. Go up to them in the name of Jesus. We're going to believe God to bring healing in your life. You confess to them so they'll know exactly how to pray over you today.
in the darkness, my God, that is who you darkness my God that is who you
If you believe the Lord is a healer, why don't you just give him a shout? If you believe the Lord has healed the people in their request today, won't you just give him a shout? Hallelujah. Ah, oh, we love you today. Hallelujah. We're going to pray with these as long as they want us to pray with them and any other needs that may be coming up. How many enjoyed the testimony of, of the Carsons? Amen. We want you to come out tonight. We'll be preaching the word of the Lord. May the Lord bless you, shine upon you, direct you, and heal every one of you in Jesus' name. God bless you. You're dismissed this morning.